Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Every Coach Needs a Coach, the podcast for coaches of all sports and all age groups to learn from coaches they may otherwise never have the chance to meet. I'm your host, Coach Kelly, and I'm excited to have on with me today a women's basketball coach who is currently coaching at Episcopal High School in Alexandria, Virginia. Welcome, and thank you for being here, Coach Kat Jacks. Hey, thanks for having me, Kelly. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Coach. Um, so... Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into coaching. Sure, sure. Uh, so I had a really wonderful mentor and coach in high school myself. Um, her name was Karen Self. She's actually the uh, winningest basketball coach in Arizona State history, men's or women's. And I loved watching her sort of interact with her players and help kids, um, not only on the court, but also you know, through the very uh, transitional tough time that is high school. And I knew that I wanted to do something like that when I got older. So uh, when I graduated college, um, my head coach, Matt Donahue, who was also your head coach, if you recall, uh, he was offered the position at Catholic University in Washington, D.C. And it was either that or Wisconsin. So I was like, heck yeah, like, let's do this. And uh, it has basically taken off from there. Um, my husband and I also met at Catholic uh, University. He's a, on the men's side, coaching on the men's side. And so it was, it's just one of those things that's been foundational um, in our relationship and our family. And uh, yeah, I love it. Couldn't be happier. That's great. So you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but my first question is always, why do you coach? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like I am one of the most competitive people I think I know. Um, and it's, it's really hard sometimes to, um, rectify just in my own mind, like, okay, like, yes, I want to win this game and I want my, you know, my kids to follow the game plan and do all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, like that is the, the dubs are not the reason that I coach. Um, the, the reason I coach goes back to the kids, goes back to the girls. I love my team. Um, I love sort of being there to challenge them, um, off the court, on the court. I like being there to help them when they're going through their own challenges. Um, and I love the fact that it's not just like a four-year thing. Like um, I've maintained relationships with the people who've come through my program uh, well into their college years and uh, and beyond. And it's it's just one of those things that I like. It's 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 like I said earlier. It's it's such a foundational piece of my life, um, being able to help and give back to the game that that really gave so much to me and um yeah I just I do it for the kids they're just so great that's awesome um tell me you, about you for one of those kids I was and here we are right years later <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> not just past uh college in, into adulthood and uh certainly serving as, as a mentor for me as a, a young coach and a mom and, and a wife and uh a, a teacher and everything else that you are. So I appreciate you, Jax. Oh, I, I appreciate you, Cal. <laughs> awesome. Tell me, um, tell me a little bit more about your, your high school coach, Karen Self. Um, you said it was inspiring for you to watch her interact with her players. And could you give me some specific things that she did that maybe you try to do or emulate, uh, in your own way? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things that's, that stuck with me the most is, I remember how not resilient I was as a freshman. I remember how weak mentally I was as a freshman. Um, and Karen would always put me in these scenarios, these sort of like controlled uh, simulations where 
you know, I had to demonstrate mental toughness. I had to figure out my own problems. Um, you know, there, I remember one time we were doing this awful, terrible running drill, which I've not yet imposed upon my players, which maybe I'll do this season, um, <laughs> is, uh, it's a ladder drill. So you're on the sideline, you're sprinting back and forth and you basically have to build up the ladder to, and then go back down the ladder, um, with a certain amount of sprints. And it was one of those things where every single time I just felt like I couldn't do it. It was just, I, I can't get over this hump. Like I wanted to quit. And, you know, she had that perfect balance of, you know, kind of getting in your grill and being like, you know, that is not acceptable. You are not a quitter. Like you can get through this. You need to change your mindset. Um, but also that, like that support that come on, like, I believe in you. So, uh, I don't know. It just that, that, a lesson in resilience has really stuck with me my whole life. I mean, basketball is a perfect example of, you know, you, you teach these things, communication, teamwork, respect, um, you know, resilience, and they all translate to the real world. You know, you, you can't be a happy, uh, thriving adult if you don't have those soft skills, those core skills. And, you know, just, just looking back and reflecting so much of what I, learned about life. I learned from not only from Karen Self, but also my, my college coach, Matt Donahue as well. Um, so it's, again, it's one of those things where I know that, that my kids are not going to go on to play. Not all of them are going to play college basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe one of them ever will play like in the WNBA, right. uh, if that. So it's, it's, what are these kids walking away with after they're done with me? How, how am I going to help them um, be successful people, be happy people, be contributing people um, down the stretch. So, Yeah, what do you think is involved in striking that perfect balance of, of getting in your grill, telling you you're not a quitter, but also being supportive? Like how, what was your either relationship with your coach like, or how did she develop that with you so that you trusted her and wanted, and were able to pull that out of yourself? Yeah, I, well, I think it's it, that word that you just said, you know, that trust word. Um, it goes back to that other word that I said earlier, which is belief. Um, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we have a tendency as as young people to, you know, not believe or to not be able to see beyond the problem or the challenge. And having somebody else, like, use those, those little words, like, I believe in you, like, I believe you can do this. Um, you know, I, I think that that was honestly critical for like when there's someone out there who thinks so highly of you and who, you know, trust you as an individual, um, it makes it quite easy to be honest with you to, to trust that person and then to build that trust and belief up in yourself as well. Cool. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah I kind of love her. She's kind of amazing, but you know, I mean, that's great. I'm you know, what, you don't get that way by accident. <laughs> You know, it's it's coaches like that that set a good example that then allow their players and, and anybody else they come in contact with to uh, to excel. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so kind of going along that, like you men mentioned some mentors who you had. You worked for a long time. How many years as an assistant uh, at Catholic? So I was uh, there at Catholic for four years, um, and then I went to uh, – be an assistant coach at Marymount University after I got married and I, I secured my teaching position. Um, and I worked for another phenomenal coach, Ashley Porter, who's um, very successful as well at the division three level. And, uh, yeah, so I basically did six years at the collegiate level and then, um, made my way over to, uh, Episcopal. And I guess that would be 2014. Yeah. The 2014 season was my first one. So. Nice. Wow. So you're at this five years as a head coach at the high school level. 
Yeah, yeah, wait, no, I guess it would be early. Is it 2013? I'm not good at math. I'm not a teacher, <laughs> but yeah, this is my sixth season with Episcopal. Okay, so. that's awesome. Um, what did you learn? What do you see as the biggest difference? I'm sure there's plenty of assistant <laughs> coaching at the college level and, and head coaching at the high school level and speak a little bit to the the pros and cons of each and the, the benefits that you had Um in your ability to learn as an assistant and contribute as an assistant, but then take over a program as a head? Yeah, I think one of the best parts about being an assistant coach was you really are like a true liaison between like the staff, like the head coach and the players. Um, so like, you know, sometimes I would, I would hear like locker room, you know, discussions and, you know, kids like grumbling about things or talking about issues. And I would be the person to filter and, and so would the other assistants on staff we'd be the individuals to filter that information. Okay. What does my head coach need to know right now? Right? Like what is, what is just like, you know, some silly nonsense that will figure itself out. Um, what is important thing, uh, something important that we need to you know, kind of nip in the bud right away. What needs to be addressed. Um, and I really liked that relationship. I felt like we were, we were really in the thick of it um, in terms of these kids and their, their collegiate experiences. Um, I think one thing I did not have an appreciation for as a, as an assistant was how much, more time and effort the head coach puts in than you do like yeah. I did not when I was assistant coach I mean I watched film I went out recruiting but you know when I look at the hours the days the the years that like Matt Donahue would sit down and just watch film and dissect he would know every single um, offensive set every defensive package every nuance of, of each individual player and I you know just that knowledge that like you know, comes from spending a great deal of time with, with, uh, with an opponent. I just didn't have that. Right. I was doing my job because I was like, okay, like here's, I got to watch film. Here's my scout. But, um, you know, when it is your own program, you are, you you take a different type of pride, I think in the success of that program. And, um, I mean, I have now sad to say, please don't tell him I said this, but I have sort of morphed into a high school version of Matt Donahue where, Uh you know, i after I put my kids to bed, you know, I will sit and watch hours of film. I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning with an idea and I'll be like, Oh, I got to watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. I got to figure out, I got to see. So it's, so I, I don't know. I think it's both, uh, positions were, were just fantastic in their own right. They both presented challenges in their own right. Um, but yeah, I have a heck of a lot of respect for, for people who do that at the co- the college level. Cause it is, it's intense. Um, and it takes a certain personality to be able to do that and be successful. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned, right, you were one of my coaches and it was so helpful to have that relationship with you and the other assistants to know if coach needs to know about this, coach will know about it. If coach doesn't need to know about it, then coach won't know about it. But at least like I've, I've been heard or I've been listened to, um, do you feel like, do you miss that as the head coach now? Or do you find another way to, to establish that with your players? Yeah, well, I think, to be honest, I think at the high school level where I am uh, in particular, I think, yeah, because I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, where I coach is a 100% boarding school, and so these kids, I, I mean, it's pretty insane when you think about it, these kids at age 14 are like, all right, bye mom and dad, like, I'll see you later, like, yeah. not living in the house for the next four years. And we'll really probably ever again (laughs) go to college and then, you know, whatever. So I think at my school in particular, I actually do get the unique ability to um, have dialogue, have tons of dialogue with my players and check in with them. And um, I know that my assistants were just incredible. They do the same 
Um, you know, one thing that, that Pat Summit once said, I'm going to butcher her quote here, so don't, don't uh, you know, rake me over the coals for this That's one. okay. <laughs> she said something to the effect of, uh, you know, if your players, if you're not having dialogue with your players, they're going to fill in the silences. They're going to fill in the gaps. And it's usually going to be a negative narrative, right? Like kids, yeah. are, kids are just going to, oh, my coach isn't talking to me, so I must be doing something wrong. Or, you know, I had, you know, Coach Reed hasn't said much to me recently, so, you know, I must be messing up on the court. Yeah. Um, and so I, I try to make sure that I have conversations, individual conversations with my kid, kids where we sit down um, very frequently throughout the year. I mean, we always start with an individual meeting. Um, and then I try meet with them at least once a week, uh, if possible, just so I can check on, you know, how's academics going? How's your life? How's yeah. school? How's basketball? Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think that where I am right now, I actually do get that still. Um, and like I said, it's, it's one of the best parts of the job, right? Like it's one of the things that I love the most about being an assistant. So I'm very grateful for that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's awesome that you're able to meet with them and still have that connection with them because I think well, we know how important that is in getting them to, to trust you exactly like you said yeah, before. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay, so coach, since this is a podcast where we are trying to learn from other coaches, I like to ask this question and, and you're humble, so, so don't take it the wrong way, but is there oh. something <laughs> is there something that you feel like you do better than any other coach in the field? Oh my God, better than any other coach in the field? No way. There's no way. You know, you know why I say that? Because like, I think about like my field, quote unquote, right? I, I coach in a league um, that, that is incredibly competitive. Um, it's one of the most imp- uh, competitive leagues on uh, in the DMV, where obviously where we live. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I think I'm still, oh, there might be a coach who's like within like five years of me or so, but like, Whenever I go to these meetings, I'm there with these really seasoned veteran individuals. And, you know, these postseason meetings, I always feel like I'm a little kid sitting at the grown-up table. (laughs) And I'm just like, I got my notebook, I got my pen. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here. Like, no, there's no way, shape, or form that I do anything better than anybody in my league. (laughs) I am certainly a student of the game. Um, I'm learning every day. and But that, I think, is the best part. I think if, if I started to feel that way, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm pretty good. I don't think my team would be getting better. You know, like if, if I was sitting here saying like I've kind of maxed out as an individual or I'm the best in, in this field or whatever, right. um, I don't think I could emulate that that uh, continued push, if you will, to get outside of your comfort zone and to find um, new strategies to, you know, to old problems. So, yeah, so that that's hilarious. Like, of course, you know how I'm going to answer that question <laughs> forever. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Of sure. course. You're, you're not getting away that easy, though. So, so no. tell, tell me your, <laughs> tell me your strengths then as a coach. Okay. What's your top one or two? Um, so I think I'm very good at, um, again, I think it goes back to player relationships and building trust. Um, maintaining those relationships, you know, even after students have graduated, um, and letting kids or hopefully, you know, conveying to kids that I care about them, you know, much more as people, as opposed to just like these, these athletes who will, who will play for me for a couple of years. Um, I think from an X's and O's standpoint, I'm really good at making adjustments. Uh, I think back to, uh, last season, there was a team that beat us. I want to say it was, it was Valentine's day or the day before beat us by almost 40 points, like just like absolutely murdered us, right? Mm-hmm. And 10 days later, we actually beat that team 
in the conference semifinal game. So we ended up going to the championship, which was just awesome. Um, but it was one of those things where I sat down and like I said earlier, I'm a little obsessive now, thanks to Matt Donahue. And I watched tons of film. I, I, you know, really had to scrutinize what I was doing with my players and, you know, had to figure out, uh, you know, what the solution to the problem would be. And, um, I came up with some adjustments and, and luckily they, they paid off. So, yeah, I think, uh, just, you know, like I said, relationship building, making adjustments, um, and being as prepared as possible. So again, like really committing to going out and scouting games or watching film or doing whatever I can do to learn from myself and learn from other coaches in this field. Um, because this, this league is in this area in particular is, is totally stacked for, um, with talent, with coaching talent. So nice. Um, can you speak a little bit to the, the building player relationships? You talked a little bit about it before, but like, are there specific strategies other than that once a week meeting? Or is there a question that you ask in that once a week meeting that really helps to establish and build the trust and show those kids you care about them more as, as people and as, as players? Is there like a specific strategy you could share? You know, I, for me, it just goes back to like what I, what I teach my students in in, in the high school. I I also teach high school English. So it's like, all right, when you sit down with a person, you put your phone away, you look them in the eyes, you know Uh what I mean? Like Uh you look to them, you emulate the types of behavior that you would want uh, someone to be demonstrating to you. So when they talk, I'm not just sitting there trying to think of a response immediately. Um, I I just try and, and digest and let them uh, you know, sort of vent if they need to, or just talk about things. Um, I always also make sure, cause I, I ask them three questions. I say, so how's life, how's school and how's basketball? So I always make sure that I start with life. Um, and just like their overall mental health and their overall wellness. Um, and I leave basketball to the end because I don't, again, I, I want to make sure that I'm conveying, um, verbally and non-verbally that they are important to me as individuals, as people. So, um, and, and I think timing too also, you know, plays a role in that. Like some kids will have a meeting for, you know, my, with my seniors, for example, like, like if they need me, they'll come and see me because we've built up that, that trust and, and that rapport. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes our meetings are only, you know, five minutes. Um, meanwhile, I, I've, you know, had freshmen who have been overwhelmed or timid or, you know, just they're having a hard time making the transition to high school and, you know, we'll sit down and we'll have a 45 minute meeting and that's just how it goes. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I don't know if there's any one size fits all strategy aside from just being a good listener and a good communicator and not always just trying to solve their problems, but, but really just being there to kind of listen to them as they, as they need it. That's really cool. I like those three questions. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> steal away. I'm, I'm sure I stole that from somebody else. Coaching, we're all just thieves in, in this field. So. Yes, that's what we do. Borrowing from each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, where do you feel like, so going back to your strengths, right? And making adjustments, I feel like that's something I, I really struggle with and having the confidence to go, this, this is the right move at the right time. Um, so how do you, how do you develop that? Oh, Kelly, we, you know, I, w- I we wouldn't even be having this conversation if I would have lost in the semifinal game against that. Semifinal. <laughs> You, you never know, right? Like, you yeah. never know. I just, we were at a point, you know, uh, towards the end of our season, uh, middle of February of last year, where, and you know this, basketball is a super long sport, and it's, you know, from a, from a, the fact that we, every single day, we've traveled to these games, and 
We travel there in the dark. We travel back in the dark. Yep. It's cold outside. The sun, no one's seen the sun in years. Yep. Um, <laughs> it can be really mentally taxing and draining for, you know, for the kids and for the coaches. And um, so it's, it's funny. You're like, oh, adjustment. Like, it, it, I don't know. I just knew we needed something. I knew we needed to do something different. And I, you know, it was almost like utilizing um, one of those, uh, what are those little uh, things that shock your heart? You know, talking about the... An, uh, an AED? Oh my God. <laughs> right, the that's like what we needed. I needed like, you know, give me an AED. That's what I felt like, you know, shouting to the universe. Yeah. And uh, so, so we just tried to try to, but you never know if they're going to work. You know, it's, it's just the way that I look at this is, is not, I don't look at seasons in isolation. I don't look at players in isolation. Um, I think of, of my time at a festival very much as like a continuum. So like I'm, you know, try, as an individual, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to learn from myself and my own mistakes, seeing what other people are doing out there, trying new things with my team. Do they always pan out? No. Um, you know, but it is what it is, and that's just we get back to the drawing board. Um, not to totally blow up Pat Summit, but, like, I'm pretty sure she was also the person who said, you know, failure is, you know, is terrible for me. Losing games is terrible when it happens, but in the long run, it's the best possible thing because it gives me a, a blueprint to, um, you know, to, to – to success like it gives me the map of what I need to do better um so yeah so that's I just try to approach everything with a growth mindset and you know if it works works if it doesn't all right back to the drawing board yeah definitely so speaking a, a little bit to that and I'm gonna make you pick a different game uh is there like a particular game or practice or just situation that stands out to you as a growing point or like a high or a low and what have you learned from it I mean, that, that's like every day. It's <laughs> a crazy high, a crazy low. Um, you know, I there was one uh, one game in particular last year that where like I could start to see things were clicking with my team. Um, it was we were playing Holy Child at home, and we were uh, I want to say up by no we were I think we were down one up one down one something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Call a timeout, drop a play, kids go out, execute it perfectly, we get a corner three, right? Um, in the final moments of that game, we end up with the ball back, and now we're up two, I think. And, again, call, call a quick timeout, drop a play. Um, my kids, you know, my inbounder executes a perfect pass to, um, you know, one of my kids peeling off long. She gets a, a, a layup, and she's fouled. So we end up winning that game by, I want to say, like four points or something. And the reason that that was a turning point in our season was I finally felt like they as a collective unit not only trusted me and what I was trying to, uh, you know, how I was putting them in situations to be successful, but they started to really trust each other. And they started to play on each other's strengths, um, support each other, and, and play a really selfless style of basketball. And... I, I mean, I actually, I remember, I'll have to send it to you, I have the, the tweet of the film, the film clip that I, um, of those two moments, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where we had never beaten that team since I got to Episcopal, and to see it all come together in that moment was, was really, it was a, a really impactful uh, experience, to be honest, and I'm, I'm just smiling thinking about it, it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, wow, uh, to, to go on that a little bit, were those brand new plays, or had you ever practiced them before? 
Uh, one of them was was new, but I had a different. Uh, I'm sorry. One of them was old, but I had a different kid running a different position. If that makes sense, because yep. I was trying to, uh, you know, not do the obvious thing, if you will. Um, yeah, right. And then the second one was a completely brand new play. Yeah, I'd never tried. I just like, all right, guys, uh, here's what we're doing. <laughs> so, and they just did a good job. They everybody did their job, and we didn't overthink it. And like I said, it was it was a perfect pass to a perfect layup to a perfect free throw. It was great. Yeah. Wow. I'm always curious because I, I struggle with that. I think we need to practice that, practice having our kids execute a brand new thing, right? And different, yes. different coaches have different schools of thought. Had you ever done that in practice, like pull them over and said, hey, oh, run yeah. this? Yep, yep. So I, we do that frequently, actually. Um, it's called, and we do it a lot. When, by, well, by the time we start like actually playing games, which is not for another three weeks or so, um, that's really when we get into, we call them situationals. So yep. sometimes they'll have them, you know, I'll, I'll just put them in like, okay, like we have 45 seconds left. This team's down by one um, and they're on defense. You're starting on defense, right? Sometimes I will be like, okay, we have four seconds remaining. Here's the play you're going to run. Go, just go do it. Um, and I'll draw something up for them that they've never seen. So again, that kind of goes back to, I know Karen uh, used to do that with us in high school. And, you know, those are the types of situations where, you know, you have to be, you just have to react. You can't think about it. You can't mull it over and, oh, like, oh, well, what about this? What happens if the team, who knows, figure it out. Just go out and figure it out. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, that's a, that's a critical skill. Like, you can't hold their hands through every single practice session. Um, you can't stop scrimmages every 30 seconds when someone does something wrong because you can't do that in a game, right? That doesn't translate in a game. Sometimes they just have to figure it out on their own and, uh, and you know, get the job done as a, as a unit there. But, um yeah, I love that. Situationals is one of my favorite things to do with my kids. Uh, actually, I, I can't wait to start doing them. <laughs> you just reminded me in three weeks. <laughs> in a couple of weeks, right. Get your get your foundation set and then uh, and then jump in yeah, on right. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Getting ahead of myself. That's okay. Actually, what what do these next couple of weeks look like for you? In case we haven't told everybody, Cat, Cat starts practice today. Uh, so what's... Yeah, yeah. What is... Uh, so... Go ahead. You know, we're we're just building fundamentals. It's a little. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Uh, it's it's a little tricky because um, we have to make cuts in the first couple of class periods or class periods practice sessions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so we're going to spend the first two days really evaluating skill set, evaluating um, uh, that that work ethic, uh, communication, sense of teamwork. Um, your coachability. So all of those things uh, throughout the first two, maybe three days, we're really going to be evaluating, making some shifts to JV uh, if we have to. And then from there, once we make our, our first round of, of cuts, we'll go ahead and start to teach um, the foundations of our, um, of our defensive packages. So we're going to be doing a lot of pressing this year um, and throwing a lot of different things at people. Um, and then also our, from an offensive standpoint, um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of quick hitters. Uh, I like a fast paced game. And, um, so we're going to be spending a ton of time just laying the foundations for, for those things and teaching those things. Cause we have our first scrimmage next Wednesday. So we, Jeez. we gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get some wow. things accomplished for sure in the next couple of weeks so, or a couple of days, I should say. Yeah. Wow. That's quick. I know. Quick turnaround. Yeah. Um, those things you said you are evaluating, right? Skill set, work ethic, communication, teamwork. Do you have um, 
like a sheet that you go through or objectively ways that you measure kids and and as best you can objectively measuring communication that type of thing yeah it's you know that's that's more of a especially for the kids who are new like to the 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 scene so like freshmen or people trying to try out for varsity uh from um, some of the other classes um it's one of those things i'm more looking at are you listening to what i'm saying so if i tell you to talk in this drill are you going to be talking in this drill are you still going to be silent like are you going to make the adjustment um you know if i correct your uh your screen like your body when you're setting the screen are you going to do it correctly the next time right because that again tells me that you're coachable tells me that you're listening to what i'm saying so it's not like a okay like checking the boxes this and this and this, yeah. and this necessarily but it's you know what what are you going to bring to the table here and are you going to are you a kid that's going to get better with us because of your attitude and your openness um, and your, your adaptability and your coachability. Um, so I guess that, that would be kind of the way that, that we as a staff look at things. Yeah, I uh, love it. If you could go back and talk to yourself in your first year, let's say of, of being a head coach, what would you say? Oh my gosh. Uh, I would say... It's not life or death. <laughs> like, I was so concerned <laughs> my, uh, my first year. I was like, oh, my God, I have to do everything perfectly, and I have to make sure. Like, relax, lady. It's, 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 it's going to be fine. This is high school basketball. Um, you're going <laughs> to – everything's going to be just fine. I just I, – I think I, I stressed myself out a little bit too much because I wanted to, you know, get good right away. Um, and I, I didn't have that appreciation for, Hey, this is a process. Like this is going to take a couple of years to build this and to, um, you know, to build up these kids and to, to put the pieces in place. So yeah, just have patience, chill out a little bit. I think that's what I would tell myself. I think we all struggle with that. Do you feel like you're better with that now? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Like that 40 point loss that we had this season, that might've killed me. <laughs> I, like I would have been in a corner weeping, um, you know, with, with the, yeah, I, it's just, it's one of those things where I think it's just maturity, you know what I mean? Like, and as you get older and, and I mean, having my daughter too, I think probably changed my mindset. Like I, I, I know the things that are important in life and I, and I know what I, um, what I'm trying to get out of this and how I'm trying to help my students. Um, and once I took that pressure off myself, I think it, it, it just worked out a lot better for all of us. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, I have to ask because you have a, a husband who coaches and you're in a, a basketball family. What are dinner time conversations like? Is it all basketball or do you kind of compartmentalize? Oh my God, Kelly, come on, come on! Of course, it's all basketball. <laughs> it's, all, it's basketball and Annalisa. That's it. Like we, like especially when we're in season. Um, outside of the season, obviously, we have you know a life and friends and <laughs> uh, other things that we're engaged in, but. At this point, it's it's really about um, it, it's just about yeah hoops and, and our daughter and, and creating the best situation for uh, for our family. You know, yeah, it's crazy time. <laughs> yep, absolutely, awesome, Coach. Well, I I so appreciate having you on. Um, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way if they want to learn more um, about oh, what you do? Gosh. Yeah. Uh, so I have um, a, a a Twitter handle. <laughs> I think okay. that's what the children call it. Yep. <laughs> uh, so my handle there is uh, at Coach Reed. Oh, I'm sorry, at Coach Cat Reed. 
uh, K-A-T-R-E-E-D. And then um, my uh, email address is also on the website at Episcopal High School. Um, so yeah, uh, it's pretty easy to get hold of me, actually. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, one last question, Coach. If you had like an outside resource, like a book or a movie or a podcast that you would recommend coaches pick up, uh, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. I listen to and, and watch so many and read so many different things. It, honestly, any John Wooden book or Coach K book, um, I honestly, like, I, I would actually say any of them. Okay. <laughs> like, I read those diligently, like, on the regular. Um, um, and, yeah, it, they help remind me kind of what's important. And, again, remind me of those life lessons. Like, here's what we learn in basketball. Here's how it translates to the real world. So, um, yeah, any of those things for sure. Awesome. Coach, I just want to acknowledge you for a second and say thank you for what you do as a youth sports coach and uh, for everything you've done for me as, a, as one of your players. And uh, we really appreciate all the lessons that you're teaching the kids. And uh, I really appreciate you being on. So thank you. Oh, well, Kelly, you are just the best. And I appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where you guys take your season as well. Thank you so much. Good luck this year, coach. Thank you, Kelly. You too.